All right, so I had a whole other intro uh, that I'm going to save for next week, provided nothing else important uh, happens. But literally 10 seconds ago, I revealed that my favorite word is rotisserie, and you... Uh, how, how did that go down? Oh, okay, 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 okay. So we were testing our mic levels here, and I uh, was like, it, it, Justin said to me, he said, can you, can you say can you say something? And I was like, I can say any number of things. And then I was about to start naming my favorite words, and then you said rotisserie. And I was like, did I ever tell you that? And you're like, no, what? And I'm like, it's like my favorite word of all time. Is this ser- are you, You're 100% not, not kidding me. I'm 100%. Like, rotisserie is a word, like, when someone asks you to say, like, your favorite word, I will always say rotisserie, rotisserie. or Grundy's. Not quite sure what a Grundy is, but... Is that is that a word? Uh, let me look it up. Yeah, because I, I typically, I will go between uh, rotisserie and crisps. Ooh, uh, see, the, the crisps has the sound that this makes people, yeah, it's a little uncomfy to say sometimes. Uh, but gr- is. Grundy's is a pair of underwear bottoms that are dirty and or smelly, smell badly. I was going to say, that gives me kind of like a nasty vibe that maybe I don't. I don't want to invite into my life. Yeah, it changes. It changes um, uh, the, th- the thought of Gruntilda from Banjo Kazooie. Now I don't know who that is, but are they? Who, You've never played Banjo Kazooie before. No. But not speaking of of that, why is rotisserie one of your favorite words? Uh, it's fun to say. I like a good rotisserie chicken. Um, rotisserie. It's just like a. It's a solid word to say. Yeah, it's it's definitely a sound thing. That's why I like to say it. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also, like, I don't know anyone, I guess maybe, like, vegans and vegetarians, but, like, I don't really know anyone who, if I was like, hey, you want to go get a rotisserie chicken right now? They would be like, <laughs> no, that's gross, dude. That's nasty. <laughs> yeah, rotisserie. Rotisserie. I can't believe that. That's actually really weird. I know. Like, that's not a normal, that's not a normal thing to, like, have a similar like on, I don't think. It's, I don't think it is. Okay, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know there's a lot of people out. Uh, this was a big thing, like my freshman year of college, uh, when when the word moist started to become mm. like taboo. Uh, and and you, Justin, I don't know what it is about you, but you seem like the kind of guy who, as a as a goof, <laughs> would be like, yeah, my favorite word is moist because some <laughs> people are like weird about it. I don't know. There, like there are words I don't like. Don't get me wrong. Ointment, and then by proxy, appointment. But. Um, <laughs> I think I think ointment's more of like a, a word association type of thing. Like I don't I don't think that you put an ointment on something that wasn't disgusting. <laughs> That's very true. Well, I guess you could. One could argue that like mustard is like <laughs> ketchup ointment, ointment for ketchup for uh, for, for uh, hot dogs. It's food ointment. <laughs> That's why I'm not gonna call them condiments anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's very funny. I and I'll I'll say this one last time, and then we can move on. I am completely baffled that you and I feel the same way about the word rotisserie, and the fact we've never ever talked about it. it it's I mean, a, I guess how does it come up? But you, yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, maybe we should ask more people what their favorite word is, and maybe we'll find out rotisserie is like the thing everyone likes. I would be very surprised about that. <laughs> I would too, but then again, we both like the word, so there you go. 
that's very true. But hey, we're not here to talk about um, hot dog ointment or rotisserie chickens or or really anything else. No, we're here to talk about uh, uh, Gideo Vames. That was. Uh, it, I tried to go for it. Sounded real gross. It did. It did. It did. It sounded like something you need ointment for. <laughs> um, no, no, we're here. We're here to talk about games because this is Hitbox. <laughs> For another episode. This is episode 27. I know that a lot of people thought we were going to stop at 26, but... Uh, can't stop us. Can't, can't stop, stop. Won't stop. Um, is I that... Thought, I, I uh, thought you were going to join me in the won't stop part, but... Is that a... It's a Miley Cyrus song like that, isn't it? And Probably. we can't stop. And we won't stop. That was like the song when everyone was like appalled that she is like an adult now and... Whatever. Uh, this is Hitbox. My name is Peter on Spitzek, and, and joining me, is, as always, is Justin Makovich. Um, I, can I tell you something? From the vibes that we're giving off right now, this is going to be a fun episode. There's some good, good vibes going on. Uh, by the way, Can't Stop, Won't Stop is a Young Gun song, it looks like. Um, I don't so. know who that is. <laughs> Let's talk about video <laughs> games, if, if, <laughs> if I may be so bold. <laughs> um, what, uh, what, what are you playing this week? So I, I haven't been playing super much, but I kind of fell into playing Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Mm. Have you ever played said game? Now, is this the one where it was like a mini game in uh, Mario 3D World or Land or whatever it was, and then they made it into its own standalone thing? Correct. Yes. This okay. is like This is the full version of that game. Yes. Um, I have never played it, but I it seems like the kind of thing that would be enjoyable. Uh, but no, I've never, I've never played it. It was one of those things too that I, I've been like, it's been on my radar of things like eh, if it goes on sale to a price where, yeah, I'll be okay with buying it. I'll get it. Not like a priority game, of course, but like I, I was looking at it. And sometimes in those on those dark nights when I was like, I gotta do something right now, I was looking at that on the eShop, being like, this could be the time for me to do it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I get a a, a cheap ass gamer tweet saying. Uh, there's an error at Walmart. Oh. And if you go and buy the DLC episode for four nineteen, they send you the full game? The full game. And I was like, that can't be true. So I went to bed, didn't think more about it till the next morning when I opened up Twitter. Thread had blown up at that point. They're like, Yep, definitely happening, still happening now. And then people were responding like, nah, it didn't work. Uh, you know, the payment got declined. I'm on a wait list. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, whatever. But then I was reading the replies to those replies. And I'm like, nah, man, it worked for me. And it was like two minutes ago. And I was like, you know what? Let me just try this. This is a, a $4 gamble yeah, that if right. I just get the DLC, I'll have it in my back pocket. It'll be fine. So then I, I, I ordered it and it said, oh, it's back ordered. And I was like, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe they, they realized the errors of their ways. And then an right. hour later, I get an email with the code. And I was like, oh, Okay, and I download it, and it was the full game. (laughs) Dang, so that's not bad at all. Yeah, like I think this was the sale I was waiting for with this game. Um, Is it? uh, Is it good? 
it's fun. It's it's. I can't imagine it being a very long game. It looks like I'm probably about a third of the way through it. I probably played it for like an hour and a half. So like not okay. super long. Uh, but like the the game is basically set up into individual puzzle levels, and mm. you can't jump. Uh, but you kind of just walk around, and you have to get to the end of the level, more or less. But you there's like sub objectives in every level that kind of extend it. Like every level has a unique objective, but you can actually like like touch the screen to like mm-hmm. interact with like different parts. Like you tap it and like the whole platform moves up and that kind of helps you with the puzzles. Okay. Um the the camera you can like f- like fully go around three three hundred sixty degrees on the level. Uh it's it's a little fun puzzle game. It seems like, and I've never played it, but it gives me a little bit of like Fez vibes. Do you know what Fez? Did you ever yeah. play Fez? Yeah. Where it's kind of like if once you, the puzzle is navigating where you need to go in addition to like actual puzzles. To solve the puzzle, you have to walk around and then also adjust the camera to see what else is around. Exactly. Like you have to kind of move the camera around and be like, oh wait, there's that little thing there, but how do I get that? And there's like a secret like tunnel that's behind stuff that you can't actually visibly see. You just have to kind of know it's there. I would say the problem with Fez is that Fez was a little bit more cerebral. Like a lot of the puzzles were kind of like brain breaking (laughs) at a certain point. Um, We'll probably talk a little bit more about Fez in a little bit, sort of. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I I think this game, uh, I'm not going to say it's made for kids, because I think like most Nintendo games, like on the surface, it's simple. But if you want to do all the objectives, if you want to get 100% on it, uh, then it it, it takes uh, some more skill. But it's an enjoyable little thing just to to click around with and play around with. So kind of glad that I uh, trusted the, the deal and gambled that $4. I'm glad that happened for you. Uh, real quick, before we continue, we're we talking about Fez later. I'm sort looking of. at our show notes. Oh, sort of. Yeah, sort oh, of. Oh, interesting. A game okay. that was made by the same people. Okay, I don't know what that is off the top of my head, so I guess we'll see when we get there. Well, I mean, you know what today's topic is? It's a topic based off your gaming history. Yes, yes, it is. So, yes, it is. I'm trying know. to think who made Fez. I watched a documentary about it, actually. It was the development of Super Meat Boy, the original. And then Fez, and the guy who made Fez apparently had like a giant, like mental breakdown, because like it was a really long time I watched this documentary, so I maybe am blown smoke. But um, can I can I talk about the games I've been playing? Sure. What have you been playing? Here's a hint. One of them's Persona Five Royal. What? Um, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, I think. I mean, I probably said this when we did our Game of the Year episode, but. Um, had I played that game in 2020, that would have been either it would have been a tough call between The Last of Us Part Two and Persona Five Royal. And not to put you on the spot, but like yeah. you're on it. So, uh, yeah. Persona you played last year for the first time, correct? The original. Did yeah. you? Did you? Would you have given that game of year, game of the year, game of year, <laughs> game of the year over <laughs> Last of Us Part Two? Uh, that's the thing. I think it would have been a very. I'm glad I didn't have to because it would be a very tough call because here's the thing the last of us part two really stuck with me in a way that i kept thinking about what it meant persona stuck with me as well but not in a way where i was like picking apart each detail being like what did this mean uh that that sort of thing understanding like how how what what is this trying to say i didn't have that those thoughts about persona i just had like it was very cool when they did a backflip um (laughs) you know so, and I think that Persona 5 as a video game has a little bit more going on than Last of Us. Not that The Last of Us doesn't, but, but like Persona has a lot more systems going on than maybe The Last of Us does. 
Um, so I think it would be a pretty a pretty tough question, but my gut says that I would probably give it to The Last of Us uh, because it made me feel about a game. It made me feel things about a game that I had never really felt before. Yeah, I think just like with what you said, I think the thing that that is kind of the important part of that conversation to have is that you said that Persona 5 made a better video game. Yeah. And I can agree with that. And I know what that means. I know people are like, what do you mean like video game? But like uh, uh, gamey stuff, like it's a video game. I think like The Last of Us Part 2 was like an event, like a media moment. Like it was yes, so much, yes, it was yes. so much more than it just being a video game. And I think like part of the reason why uh, Last of Us Part 2 really uh, connected with me, it was, uh, it was like just to have that moment of like, geez, this is, this is like what video games can be. This is like, yes, this is amazing but i'm uh, sorry so i've been playing persona 5 royal with elena and then i've been tying up loose ends from last year so last week i said i finished assassin's creed question mark um let me tell you this if you're going for a good ending in assassin's creed uh the end of like the main story ain't it uh what you have to do is you have to i don't know i don't i assume it's like this in the last few assassin's creed games but since i don't know them as intimately as you do i'm sure that there it might be um that i might be wrong so in Assassin's creed valhalla there's a like a slot on the menus for the order uh who you know the templars that you got to go and kill and find like clues about and go and if you were left (laughs) at the end of Assassin's creed valhalla being like i don't think it ended go finish all that stuff and then there's a slap a slap a big old ending on there um I legitimately think the past three weeks you've said I've finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a game that keeps on giving. But I am I'm officially done with it. I'm not going back to it. I got a, a perfectly fine ending where I was like, it tied up all this stuff. Awesome. I don't know what the hell happened in the future. So I did that. And then I've been going back and revisiting uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And Justin, had I played maybe an hour and a half more of that game before uh, sort of putting it down for a few months it would have been in my top 10 <laughs> it's a so really good. good game did you get to the part uh, i'm assuming you got to the part where uh you the big explosion stuff happens and here are some spoilers for final fantasy 7 remake so me and tifa run up to the top we have a big boss fight with us and garrett and then the two guys who have been sort of agents intermittently and they dropped the plate and then that's where yep. i had to stop for the yeah day. dude like like uh, uh, the uh, like like in terms of like impact like when you're playing it the original one you don't feel it you're just dealing with like sprites and stuff but in this one when they make you walk through that Mm -hmm. and that destruction afterwards and you know that people were living there and like you see the remnants of the people like it it hits different yeah and you know we talked about how you played what final fantasy 7 for the first time this year right yeah well yeah or yeah sorry 2020 uh i have never played it. I have no nostalgia for it. And when Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, I was like, okay, everyone is going to love this game. I'm curious if I'm going to get anything out of this as someone who has not played the fir- the original. Let me just tell you, yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid game. It's a game that when they come out with the next-gen patch, I might go back to replay it um, yeah. to try to platinum it. Um, I think th- this game does do things that make me not like to platinum games because it makes you replay the whole thing again. Obviously, Doesn't it that's make you do thing. it on hard. Yeah, but the yeah. worst the worst one is that you have to uh, do uh, 
you have to do the dress missions because each of the girls has three different dresses or two different dresses. Three different dresses. Yeah. So Tifa, um, uh, Aerith, they eat, and I think Cloud too, have a total of nine different dresses. And to get the platinum, you have to do all these requirements to get them to have all those different dresses. Oh, yeah. I don't. I and would, like, I think I, that's that's some, cool, like, but I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. So, like, not only do you have to replay it on hard, um, which I can justify because the combat really starts to shine on the mm-hmm. harder levels, I think. But yeah. I think that other thing would just be not fun. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's a good game. I no, but no, no, no. Yeah, I but like, like it a lot. not a good platinum. Good game. Yeah, great. One hundred percent. Some might say great game. Some might say wasn't it my number two game of the year? I think, I think it was in number two, and I think it'd be in my top five if I was looking at it again. But who knows? But Justin, there was some news this week. There was some news, and. I want to talk about it with you because I think you and I, something I like about you, Justin, and I think I've said this on the, on the show before is that you're smart and that like when faced with, with, Hey, here's what's happening. I I think you and I tend to like take a second and think about it a little bit more. And I'm not trying to be like, we're so intellectual because we're obviously not. We spent what five minutes at the beginning of this talking about, about the word rotisserie. <laughs> and I think, and I think I said that mustard is ointment for cat, uh, for hot dogs. Um, so again, not like an intellectual thing going on, but you and I end up feeling very similarly about stuff. Cause we take a step back and think about a little bit of perspective. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about Xbox gold. Basically, last week, Microsoft announced, hey, we're going to double the price of Xbox games with gold. So six months, so regularly, 12 months of uh, Xbox Live gold is $60. And now they're like, okay, six months is going to be $60, meaning that one whole year is going to be 120 bucks. If you're unaware, uh, to play games online, you have to have a subscription to this, and then also... Um, similar to like the PS plus games that you get for having a PlayStation subscription, you get three free game or I think six free games every single month. Um, and they are of varying qualities, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean like, like I picked up like inside and, and, um, the witness and stuff like that, which are great games, but there I've also like <laughs> looked at what, what's coming out on Xbox gold games with gold for like a whole month and been like, actually, Nope, none of these for like four months in a row. So, um, initially, what do you think about that? About the price rate? Uh, about them raising the price? I mean, it's an incremental thing. Uh, it's it's not like necessarily it's um, unheard of for subscription services to raise in price. Right. Like, I think it's normal for companies to do that all the time. And I think whether it's, you know, Amazon to Netflix, people are upset when it first happens. Yeah. Like that, that they do that. Um, And I think it makes sense that they would raise the prices for a subscription service. Um, I, I think as a, the, I, I don't understand personally. I don't understand who the heck would just have Xbox Live Gold anyway. I mean, but, I have it. <laughs> I so why? <laughs> it's 
and, that's and, a very good question. At this part, point, why? Yeah. And part of the reason is, yeah, you get those free games and stuff like that, and I think those are fine sometimes. I definitely think the quality has gone down on, on some of those games that come out. There are sure. a lot older games and a lot more of like the you know ones that have the cross uh, platform stuff, like a lot of Xbox mm-hmm. 360 games come with that. Occasionally, some new ones, right? I'm just speaking in general terms here. But even for $60 a year to get that, you're getting those games and you're getting um, the ability to play online. Yeah. Game Pass Ultimate, it's, what, $15 a month for that? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, it would be significantly more, you know, a year to get that than it would be just to have online. But, I mean, if... It's it's not like you're getting that much for Xbox Live to begin with. (laughs) Okay, yes... But you have to imagine that not everyone is in the position we are where we have the option to choose between playing games online for on a PlayStation or playing on an Xbox. You know what I mean? So so like ima- like I guess I guess my thing is like imagine you only have an Xbox and the price now doubles. I mean, I know I know that I've had an Xbox Live Gold subscription since I was in high school. Uh I would always ask for Christmas for, you know, or Christmas or my birthday cuz they're right next to each other. Um I'd love a love a sixty dollar Xbox subscription. I feel like that is a very doable price for someone who's in high school. I mean, not to say that sixty dollars is cheap, it's not, but like for me working a job, for me doing whatever, I think I could get sixty dollars and, and have it mean something to pay it once a year. But then $120 to play online, I do I do think that's kind of steep. And I and you said like you know, it's not unheard of that these subscription companies raise their prices. And I do agree with that, but you, it's not double. That's that's the part that starts to sort of like get me a little bit. Because I will say this. I think that raising the price for that, it makes sense as <laughs> things get more expensive to make. And, and as Microsoft has such an incredible deal with Game Pass, I think that asking for more money for their subscription isn't like the end of the world and it's not unheard of but i think that the price is a little steep do you know what i mean yeah um uh, correct me if i'm wrong did they i i thought there was something about them not selling the 12 month xbox live gold subscriptions anymore at some point um i think that sounds right but so this was something that happened in july of 2020 meaning it's not an option to do i believe like I'm pretty sure it was back then. Um, uh, I, I don't have an article in front of me at this point. I was just doing some pre-research, but I mean, we're talking about at this point, um, not qu- like three quarters of a year ago that they started the uh, path to this. And when they technically increased the prices, uh, they increased the prices about a dollar a month if you buy it monthly. So it's just kind of like one of those things that if you um, purchase a uh, 12, like 12 months of the one month, that's when it becomes to be $120. But the yeah, writing yeah, yeah. on the wall for this was there anyway because you couldn't go in, in through Microsoft purchase that. I think there was still like ways, you can still buy it online because people still have the codes remaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where they're going with it, right? Sure. So it's like Microsoft comes in and they're like, all right, now we're just going to raise it by a dollar, but then it appears like they're doubling it. Sure. So I think part of it is, you know, if Microsoft did something dumb and wrong here, it's how they marketed this. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. You know, I think that that that's part of the thing that they did because essentially, I bet they came out and they're like, "Yep, we're just raising this by a dollar," and then everyone like blew up at them because they're like, "Well, technically, you've raised it uh, uh to you know sixty dollars for the year subscription." So I I I think like this is something that they're leaning towards because eventually, guess what they're going to probably do? Hike it up or not have it at all so they can have it for the, you know, Game Pass Ultimate, you know, like yeah, yeah, I would yeah. assume that's what they're eventually going for. I'm also absolutely shocked though that Xbox decided to take this back. Well, and that's the whole thing. So basically like a day after this came out, everyone is saying it's so weird that Microsoft has, you know, the best deal in gaming with uh game pass and then all like at the same time also having the worst deal in gaming with doubling that price of xbox games of gold so yeah they they basically did an entire 180 and they they released a statement saying new and existing members can continue to enjoy xbox live gold for the same prices they pay today in the u.s 99.99 for one month uh 24.99 for three months Th- uh $39.99 for six months and $59.99 for retail 12 months. That's interesting. I I think it's cool though that they listened and they said, okay, people don't want this. Like, like the reaction to this was so negative and so bad that they took took a step back and said, okay, this is not the way to go about what we want to do with, with this platform. And I think that it's cool to be able to take that step and say, uh, let's let's figure out how we can do this in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think it is baffling that they that they actually did take it back. Well, and the, the, I think the reason it's a little bit baffling for me is because you don't think Microsoft like talked about this beforehand. You, you think they would have expect people to be upset. Yeah, like, you're you're basically raising the price for something. You would assume that 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 people would be upset. But it seems like with the reaction and everything, it just like changed so quickly. <laughs> well, I I I'm sure they thought people would be upset, but like it seemed like people were really upset about this, and and I think it's warranted um but it is like yeah it was quick that was a quick <laughs> yeah. announcement and 180 um but i think that what xbox has and what microsoft have and we've talked about this over sony is just how consumer friendly it seems like they are in terms of having game pass in terms of what exactly is on game pass and and the fact that most games are going to be cross-generational you know, like the big titles are going to be cross generational and everything like that. So I think that that's actually pretty cool. And I, like, I don't know if I would see Sony undoing this if they if this were them. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I don't think they would. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's the whole thing. It just it seems like Microsoft is very like interested in being what's best for consumers. And I'm not saying that Sony isn't, but Microsoft has sort of made it their brand to be that. Whereas Sony is, you know, still being a little bit more um well it's just they're not any different they just don't say that kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah and their yeah. and their practices don't reflect that yeah it's weird it also i don't know um maybe i i might be one of those corporate shills and stuff like that but i i think a lot of the time consumers don't understand things <laughs> and I think yeah. one of the, the issues here is that this was was a initial kind of loud outrage. Um, and, you know, I think consumers are outraged a lot uh, about stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, I would agree. And, um, you know, a, a company caving to that outrage, 
I think if anything, part of it is showing how afraid Microsoft is of losing all the goodwill they've created. And I also think it shows how quickly all that goodwill towards Microsoft can go away. <laughs> do you think do you think it's wrong that they'd be afraid to lose that kind of goodwill? I, I don't think so. I think that that it makes sense that if they are trying to be because mm, let me start over. I think that they know that people are so diehard about Sony and PlayStation because Sony and PlayStation have a lot of those first party titles that are that, that do really, really well. Right, those single single player first party titles that do really really well, and I think obviously Microsoft knows that, but I, I think that everyone knows that Microsoft is excellent in terms of things like Game Pass and in terms of things like consumer friendliness and and all that kind of stuff, and so because of all of that, I don't I don't think it's wrong for them to be afraid of losing that sort of goodwill because that's kind of one of the big things they have going for them as a company, uh, in terms of like people's perception of them. Oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with with Microsoft not wanting to to lose uh, the consumers. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's a very real fear for that for the company because um, I think they are they're it almost feels like a lot of what Microsoft is doing is to overcompensate for for mistakes of the past. Sure. I guess in summation for me, like I think Microsoft had this plan in mind. They want people to go to Game Pass Ultimate and they just did not do a good job of kind of marketing how it was done. I think if they kept a 12 month option and they just raised the price by like what a dollar a month and it was mm-hmm. instead of $60, it was $70, people probably wouldn't have been as mad. Like that's a simple yeah. thing to fix. Um but um, I, I think eventually I think there's better uses of your money than getting Xbox Live Gold. I would not be surprised if they dissolved Games with Gold for just saying you can have Game Pass with Games with Gold. You know, it's twelve dollars as opposed to or, or fifteen, excuse me, as opposed to twelve or, or what have you. Um, and that and, and that's just all we have now. I, I and I think people would respect that and say like, oh yeah, I don't know why I'm not subscribed to Game Pass like if that's what the deal is you know so yeah absolutely yeah that makes sense to me that makes sense to me but you won this time consumers that'll teach you to be loud and obnoxious the next time something happens and it did did. (laughs) justin i'm dying here i'm dying to know what you think of my trophy history and my history of achievements i i'll say this i think my history of achievements is much more storied and bigger and potentially more impressive than my history of trophies. Not gonna lie. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna just like going through because this is our topic of the show. We're going through everything you yes. played that I can check online without being too much of a creep. Um, so we're talking <laughs> about 360, uh, PlayStation 3, but in your case, not really, and uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and I, I did a little bit of searching on your Switch history to the best of my ability oh. to find out what you did there, just to like bring that up, but. <clears throat> I guess I just have a couple of... I'm going to phrase this, a lot of what we're going to talk about, with some questions I have for you about your gaming history, just to kind of get some more clarity on what's out there. Now, I do have to say, uh, before we get into yours, I want to do a couple of um, things that I kind of observed based off of my trophy list last week, but also some of the things that the... um, that both PlayStation, uh, Nintendo, and Microsoft do for viewing uh, statistics, stats, uh, what your trophies are, and stuff like that. Um, okay, okay. First of all, you were you surprised the hell out of me last weekend when you started telling me how long I played games. Yes, I'm yes. like, how? And it's a new thing on the PlayStation. It is, it is but, a new thing. 
I'm going to say it's probably bugged as hell somehow. I don't quite know how it's bugged as hell, but I think it's bugged as hell because those numbers aren't accurate. Okay. And in some cases, they might be a little bit accurate, but I don't think they're very accurate because let's just say um, uh, the, the one game that really cues me into there being a problem was on my history. You know the game The Swapper? It's no. like a, it's a 2D kind of platformer that I believe you can make multiple copies of yourself to like get through okay. puzzles and stuff. I allegedly played that game for 47 hours. <laughs> okay, that's there is There's not a justified way that I could talk about that in my head to the fact that I've left that game on idle for 47 hours. I don't think it was on my system for more than two hours, so I don't know how that happened. Um, okay, sure. I also uh, was uh, wanted to know how long I played Fallout 4 last weekend because I had left that game on for days at a time to get my settlement level to uh, uh, 100. Mm-hmm. I apparently played that one 202 hours, which maybe that's accurate. That's possibly that accurate That sounds one. right. But then when you put it next to the fact that I played Bloodborne for 216 hours... Is that I've true? done a lot. I know. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say that's that's insane. That's, that's absolutely not true. Um, yeah. Okay. So I think there are like because I'm gonna talk about some of like the the numbers and stuff about about what you've played. So I think it gives you an idea of like what you've played a lot and what you're interested in, but it's not 100 percent accurate when we're going through some of this stuff. Um, yeah, I agree. So that's just kind of like a note to make. Um, Microsoft, it's really weird when you're going through their games because some games show you the hours played, some do not. I think older games don't have the hours played as much, Mm -hmm. but other games also had some interesting things like how many deaths you had in it. Mm -hmm. They have Um, like stats. Yeah, some interesting stats, which I think is cool. Um, And I also wish that we had played a lot more games, but I played a lot more games on uh, Microsoft than you did. Because then we could compare our stuff better. But a lot of the games that you played on Microsoft, I played on uh, Sony yeah. console back and forth. So it wasn't as useful as I thought it would be. Um, like, for example, um, Fallout 4, you played on your the Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. I would love to have compared those stats, but alas, we can't. So let's start off with the one that I think is going to be the least interesting. Um, and this has nothing to do with you as a human being. So don't, don't, I'm not attacking you here. And I think do it's it. not as interesting as other ones, just because you haven't played it as much as other ones. And that's uh, Sony, your PlayStation history. I, I would totally agree. I, I think I have the, like the very average, very regular games played and very average, very regular platinum trophies for someone who doesn't, isn't like a platinum hunter. Right. But correct. yes, I have a very basic trophy uh, trophy. What is it? How would you refer to that trophy trophy list? list. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would. Basics not. I don't think basic is the like basic sounds reductive. But you've played the games you should have played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I mean, that's the way to say it. Like I, I don't think there's like much on here that I look like that. That um, like oh my god, why would you play that game? Like it makes sense why you played most of these games. Mm. Um, I still think one of the biggest holes that you have on this list that really hurts hurts me on the inside is God of War. God of War. You gotta yeah, I play that game. I Dude, like I whether whether that's the thing. Like whether <laughs> Ragnarok is coming out this year or not, like that is one of the best games of all time. I know. Um, from a gameplay perspective, from a narrative perspective, from a just a design perspective, there's so many good things to talk about that game that much like um, the Last of Us Part Two was such a special thing. I think God of War 2018 is the same type of of game that people need to play. And okay, okay. Um, I, you know, I I think I would have never thought I would have said that, knowing what I know about God of War before that, mm-hmm. from what I played of God of War. Uh, but that game is absolutely special. 
So that's the that's the glaring omission on this list, yes, I think, from yes, your game yes. history. I'll get um, there. I'll get there. You'll, I you'll get there. You'll get there. But let me first talk about your platinums. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I have looking at your trophy list, I, I have this this feeling that if you would have started with with Sony sooner, you would have been um, a ridiculous uh, platinumer. Like if you when you so? were, I, I think you might have. I, I just mm-hmm. just think you might have. Um, because I mean, the you you've basically had um, a PlayStation for for a little over a year. Yes. Yeah. November, like Black Friday of last of last year. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and you have seven platinums, and uh, your platinums are, and I'm going to go from what appears to be your um, first platinum to what is your most recent platinum. So your yeah. first platinum was Spider-Man. Yes, it was. Then you moved on to Fallen Order. That was my second? That was your second one. Yeah, that makes sense, because I got the platinum at, in like January uh, for, for uh, Spider-Man, and then uh, March with Fallen Order, or April. Then you went into Donut County. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> my older brother's a librarian, and he reached out to the develop. It's like an indie developer. It's published by Anna Perina Interactive, um, and so it's just you know an, like an indie conglomerate. And um, he reached out to them because he was doing like a book club video game thing. And he's like, "Do you want to code for Donut County?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll try it out." And I played through it. It's, it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. And then um, I was like looking at the trophy list, and I was like, "Oh, I can do this in like thirty minutes." <laughs> It's, it's it's a quick game, but it's it's nice. But yes, Donut County is is probably the one on there that is unexpected. I wouldn't say unexpected. Like it it is, um, like it, it's just the, a, a different type of game from the rest of these. I think not that it's a yeah. problem or anything. It's just like, and I don't think that that's that's like one of those like like game that platinum quote unquote horrors will pick out because they just want to have like, you know, easy platinums on their thing. I don't, I don't think like donut County is a game that I think many people like and many people will play for more reasons than just getting a platinum with it. Yes. Yes. Uh, then you moved on. Um, and there is about a, uh, 110, uh, day separation between these platinums. Uh, control was your next one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you moved on, uh, about after a, 80 day break to get bug snacks yep that was uh on like the first or second of the year now this 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 these next two i don't have a definitive order for you i'm assuming you did astro's playroom first and then miles morales uh it actually should have been oh okay so i've actually opened astro's playroom since i've played it since since i platinumed it yeah so it should have gone astro's playroom first then Then bug snacks oh then miles morales yeah. So that's your platinum list. And just from that list, like really those aren't necessarily like simple trophies. Like they're not like necessarily hard. Like those those platinums, like I don't think, you know, Bug Snacks is a hard one to get. I don't yeah. think um Miles Morales is a hard one to get. I don't think Astros Playroom is a hard one to get. I think in fact out of all those not counting Donut County, Astros Playroom is probably the least amount of time to put in to get a platinum on that list. Oh yeah. For sure. Um Fallen Order is pretty impressive. Yeah, that one was definitely... I had to have a guide open. Yeah. For sure. Um, um, I think Control's pretty impressive. I think Control took me the most amount of time. Uh, but I would say that that game is... That's a good game to platinum. Be- yes. Because it, it really, really asks you to explore and um, to see what's going on inside the oldest house. And it made me have a better understanding of it. So like, it's, a, it's a great game. Um, and I would say that I think that's what makes something that a good platinum is one that makes you see parts of the game that you normally wouldn't, that you should have seen. 
Yes, yes. Like a trophy list is almost like a, a instruction list for me to like experience a game in ways that I normally just wouldn't powering through it. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. So, I mean, those are your platinums, and I think that's a, a pretty good list. And I could, I, I would assume if you would have played a lot more of your of some games that were on Xbox, if you would have played them on uh, Sony to begin with, you would have definitely had more of them, like your Walking Dead ones and things like that. Those are easy yeah, platinums yeah, to yeah. get and everything. The gimmies. But but even then, like the fact that you got one for Fallen Order, I know you like Star Wars, like that that shows like. <laughs> it was the kind of thing where I was like, I like Star Wars. I would love to see what else is here. Yeah. And here, you know what was. You know what I discovered? A lot of ponchos. And that was about it. <laughs> yeah, that's not but the game. But yeah, it's... What's it? That's not the game for uh, fun collectibles. <laughs> no, uh, to be honest, it was a little disappointing. And yeah. like nothing happened when I got 100%. But that's a good game. We've talked about that before. So out of all of those, what was your favorite? My favorite to platinum? Yeah. Uh, I would have to say probably Control. For, you know, because that game is so weird... And it takes so long to have any sort of understanding about what's going on. And then when you finally do get into the more minute achievement or trophies, that's when you start really putting a lot of the pieces together and it really informs what's going on in the world. And there are like sections that are like completely missable um, if, if you don't if you don't do that. So, so I'd say probably I would say control. It's a good game. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a great game. Uh, some might say an excellent game. Um, I can't wait to see what it plays like on a console that can handle it. <laughs> All right, so there's just a couple things that I want to suggest you do, and like yeah. you know, it's not about me telling you what to do. I don't think I should. Uh, I'm not, not going to like force you to do anything. You play games mm -hmm. how you want to play, and you play the games that you want to play. But there's some on here that I look at, and I'm like, you didn't finish them. And the first one, yeah, what is it? What is it? Horizon, man. Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you about Horizon, and I'll get back to it. Similar to God of War. So the PS4 I got was um, a Black Friday bundle. So it came with The Last of Us 1, Remastered, God of War, and Horizon. So I started up Horizon. It's a great game. And then my buddy Josh was like, oh, you just got a PS4? Why don't you try Spider-Man? And I was like, okay, I'll try Spider-Man. Um, and then I played Spider-Man, and that game is great. And I would... Uh, it, it sunk its... It got its hooks in me a little bit quicker than... Um, than Horizon did. I will come back to Horizon before the sequel comes out. Mark my words, I will do that. It just, I got distracted by Spider-Man and then there were a handful of other things that came out and I just never got back to it. The other, the other one is Bloodborne. Yeah, I played that for about three hours, I think. Um, I like Bloodborne and I would love to come back to it. It's just that, so I started playing Bloodborne probably in February or March. And if you remember February and March, uh, something sort of happened in the world that made it a less <laughs> nice place to live in. So I went, for, I went from being like, yeah, I'll do Bloodborne to being like, I don't, I'm not in the mood to feel beaten down and de depressed about like <laughs> playing video games. I would like to escape right now. So I will get back to it. Um, I didn't get Demon, the Demon's Soul remake because I was thinking like, well, I might as well just go back to Bloodborne. So I will be doing that. Yeah, I, I would. I would say, and again, I didn't get too far in uh, Demon Souls. Like, play two hours. Bloodborne yeah. is a far superior game. I've heard. I've heard people say that Bloodborne is their best game. Yeah, it's um, it's legitimately good. Yes, yes. So uh, that is that is something I will return to uh, one day. The the next thing can can you 
do you want to do you care to guess your top three? And we already talked about how the time is inaccurate. What are the top three t- games you've played for the length? What what games have you played uh, the longest on on PlayStation? PlayStation, your top three. I'm gonna say obviously number one is Persona Five, the base version of that. Correct, over 100 hours. Yeah, I'm gonna say number two is Apex. Correct, 70 hours. Okay. Mm. Is Spider Man number three? Not even close. Uh, I'm going to give you two answers here because um, one of them, it might be one of those things like it was didn't track it right. You played The Last of Us Part Two for 64 hours. Yes, I did. And that makes sense. Why 64 hours? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So my initial playthrough was like 26 hours of in-game time, of like, like time spent playing. And then Elaine and I went like immediately, we rolled credits on it. And then we got together the next day and we were like, what, what kind of games do we want to play now? And we were, it got kind of quiet. And we were like, I mean, we could just replay The Last of Us. <laughs> so, we, so we got to like Abbey Day 2, and then we sort of decided, like, I don't know if I want to go through this again. It's been fun up until this point, but I think the ending obviously gets a little bit more upsetting. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, maybe, maybe, um, maybe we won't. So we stopped there. So in total, that's got to be 50 hours. No, wait. I said 24. So I'm going to say uh, 26. So I'm going to say that's almost 40 hours and then um i had to play some on my own for some capture stuff and for for work and also elena and i spent a lot of time in that game pause talking about it and really really understanding what was going on and like debating you know what did this mean what did that mean and like as soon as like we rolled credits and we were sitting there we talked for like maybe two hours just like on the like having it paused or whatever. So basically you had like 15 hours of that just talking. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good little story there. Um, and I guess the, the fourth one, uh, you've played cold war for 55 hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. I put a lot of time into that game. I gotta be honest. That's shocking. (laughs) Well, you have to imagine it's four hours for the campaign. And then, um, Um, excuse me, eight hours for the campaign because it uh, dropped my progress like right before the last mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, and then I, that was right when the PS5 came out and I was not going to play any of the other like downgraded versions of those games. So I was just waiting until I got a PS5 and like, I would just play the game, put a podcast on and, and play through it, play, play the multiplayer. So that, that makes sense to me. So I think that's that's pretty much all I have to say about um, your um, PlayStation uh, playthrough. All right, so we're gonna move over to your Xbox list now. And now, do you have a confession to make to the to the class about your Xbox history before I begin? Uh, is it about Titanfall Two? No, no, it's it's about the fact okay. that uh, you uh, have a very difficult list to look at what you first played to what you've recently played. <sighs> Yes, okay. So in the same way that um that Isildur's heir got to have the the blade that was broken and reforged, my um my Xbox <laughs> <laughs> my Xbox history is is uh, is broken and and storied in the same way that um that the blade of the Numenirs is not the Numenir. Uh, Numenor, excuse me. Uh, I don't know what Numenir is. It sounds like the Lumineers, like the band, um, and I don't think they have swords. I gotta be honest. I I, I have I, I read 
um, the uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, yeah. And for the first time, I finished reading The Two Towers this or in 2020. Yeah. Um, and the amount of gobbledygook <laughs> that they throw at you yes, is that's very true. just incomprehensible. And I'm going to be honest, the movies are way better than those books. Uh, yeah, they're different. They're like the movies are trying to tell like a really cohesive movie story. Obviously, a and story the book- that would have been much better if I read it rather than the 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 language backstory lore dump that Tolkien thought people wanted in the Lord of the Rings. The man, the, the man wrote it in what 1950? Come on, or, no, earlier than that. Doesn't matter. No, the man wrote it to write a language. Yeah, yeah that's 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 problem number one. When someone's like, I'm starting, I'm, I gotta get this backstory for all this Elvish I'm writing. Then they write a story. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a. I think it's fun though. I, I started reading Fellowship of the Ring over the over the summer and I didn't finish it, but uh, it's fun. I did have to stop though because I was like, "Fuck, man, really, <laughs> really, you're gonna talk more about this?" The Hobbit. Talking about, like favorite book of all oh time my. still is one of my favorites. Awesome book, great. Let me say this: the beginning of the Lord of the Rings, and then we'll talk about <laughs> Xbox. Um, as, as I think we've proven on this show that uh, we could talk about Lord of the Rings for hours, but the beginning of the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, starts with a prologue called, uh, like, titled "Concerning Hobbits," and it goes through the history of yep. hobbits yep. in Hobbiton and the architecture they use and like and how they used to live above ground and then they yep. discovered these hills where they live underground they love smoking all this weed and then um going into very like going really into detail on the pipe weed that they smoke and the strains and whatever i was like damn tolkien like take me to dinner first i don't um so i i have two xbox profiles one is the one i use now and then one <laughs> One, I lost to time my freshman year of college because the email I was using, the reco- I lost the password to it, and the recovery email that I gave for that email address was my email address from like my high school email address, which then disappeared. So there are no... I, I can't get into my old um, Xbox Live account, which would be nice because I would change the name of it. So let me. <laughs> so it it's it's Soul Nomer forty two. Now, Justin, are you familiar with what that means? Uh, I I hope there's a good reason for it, but. All right. So here's some anime bullshit. So, uh, I loved the. <laughs> I loved the TV show and popular manga Soul Eater, uh, which was an anime following the adventures of uh, Soul. Uh, Eater Evans, that was his name, and and his meister slash technician, Maka, who wielded him. He was a big old scythe, and the hijinks they get into um, and things of this nature. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be Soul Eater. I'm going to change that Eater into Namer. Uh, if you remember the popular uh, word for eating back in the early to late 2010s was like nom, 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 because of like memes. Remember like troll face? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, Soul Nomer. And I was like, well, I'll need a number too. So in Soul Eater lore, uh, you have to, if you want to get on the phone with, with Death, who like the, like the personification of death and dying, he's, a, he's like a funny guy. Um, you have to fog up a mirror and you type, uh, and you, in the fog, you write in 4242564 whenever you want to knock on Death's door. So 
Soul Nomer 42 was my was my name and playing a lot of Skyrim was my game. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, there's nothing like I don't think that's an embarrassing one. I, I mean the fact that I use like nom 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 in my name is bad. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> I think Soul Nom 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 42 would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, or if I did Soul Nom 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 42 times, that would have been not great either. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, going yeah, through this it. list, it was, I, I'm going to be honest, like a lot of the stats and statistics and stuff, it was a lot easier on your PlayStation list because the list was much smaller. Um, yes. And I think just a little bit easier to read uh, rather than the, the Microsoft ones, specifically over the two accounts. So I don't have like, you play this game the most kind of stuff. But I do mm. have some observations about them. I'll try to, to keep them uh, separated by your accounts. But overall, between your two accounts, uh, you have 52,702 gamer score. That's actually a lot. It is. That you sounds like a lot. You have almost caught up to your Soul Namor account with your most current account. Uh, you have 23,000 with your current account, and your old account, you had 28,000. So I've been, I've been making pretty steady progress. So I started my new account my freshman year of college when I got my Xbox One. That is, that, that is in four years, or let's call it five years now, four and a half, um, versus... That one was all four years of high school, and I started that account, I think, when I was in sixth grade. So that's seven versus four and a half to five. So I, I'm making good progress then, huh? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think I and I think your your college list is much more interesting. And I think Yeah. Uh uh under, like if someone looks at that, they can understand who you are as a gamer, I think, a little bit better. Yes, because I mean now with uh, like in college and now it's like I choose the games that I play. Whereas when I was a kid, it was like, "What games are in my house that my older brother brought back from GameStop?" I'm telling you, one of these one of these episodes, we have to do a fun one in which I go through what Super Nintendo games I have, and you're gonna have to guess like <laughs> if it's real or not. That would actually be very fun. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, looking uh, at your list of your most current account, mm -hmm. a few things were quite interesting to me. There was some clarity that was given once I looked at your second list, but I want to start off with a game um, that I love a lot, and I know you weren't a big a big fan of, and I was first shocked at this. Fallout 4. Yes. On your college account, or the current mm -hmm. account, yeah. you've played it for over two days. Yes. You have one achievement. Now, Justin, you're going to be able to... I, 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 we're going to make this into a word problem. Yeah, okay. Actually, we're not going to do that because that would be a little too hard why why do you think that is did you just put it on no 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 i discovered the entire map i went to every place mods so when you turn a mod on in those games <gasps> it does not enable you to get any achievements <laughs> oh no <laughs> and here's the thing about fallout 4 <laughs> i don't i don't love the fallout series uh, i know a lot of people love it uh, I got the. I played the most of Fallout Four. I think I got it for from like my birthday or Christmas or something, um, and I played. I played clearly a decent amount of it, but I was kind of like, I, listen, I don't think I'm gonna get through the whole story of this thing. I am gonna play this game more as like I'm gonna just walk in a direction and see what sort of wacky stories I get into, and I'm gonna play it with the better graphics that people have modded into the game. <laughs> so uh, I, I I turned on the better a lot of like better textures and better graphics and stuff. It just made it a prettier looking game, brought the frame rate down to a solid 10 per, uh, 10 per second. And, um, I, away I went. 
you might think that clarifies my my concerns and questions. However, it just makes me a little bit more confused because now it appears you played this game twice because on your Soul Namor account, you've also played Fallout 4 for one day and seven hours and you have significantly more achievements Almost beating the whole game, but not quite. Yeah, so here's here's how that goes. There might be a handful of Xbox One achievements on that account. That was because my sister got an Xbox One pretty much right when it came out. We uploaded my Soul Namor account to that so that I could play the games that she had. Um, so I, like, there's probably like Star Wars Battlefront. There might be some Overwatch on there as well. Um, and maybe Evil Within might be on there. But what I'm trying to say is, that is where I started playing games. And then when I got my own Xbox one, however many years later, that's when it was like, oh, okay, here's, um, got it. here's got what it. I'm so, actually going to play games. So you so, didn't, you didn't play it on the old account. Oh, I did. I did. I did. Um, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I met a man with a big hat who had a, who had like a burned off face or like a ghoul, uh, in Boston. I don't know, man. I didn't, <laughs> There was oh I guess I did play a, a lot a, of that game a game you played for three days you remember shockingly little of <laughs> I mean that just shows how how much I liked it um there was I had a big big what are they called super mutant uh, who hung out with me and we went on adventures together we were lovers no we weren't uh, <laughs> I don't think that was an option but um I I have another kind of follow up question for you. Um, so you've played the Fallout games, you've played uh, a little, it looks like you, you dabbled in Fallout 3, you've dabbled in New Vegas, um, yes. you've played Outer Outer Worlds, why did you put so much darn time into Cyberpunk and like it more than those games? Um, I think I would, the actual game that I would want to play the most is a mix between cyberpunk and fallout. My problem with fallout was you start the game out and I was like, okay, I don't have any ammo, but I have some guns, but every time I shoot the gun, the gun breaks. And like, so I've got these broken guns. I can't do any damage. Um, but I like the talking and I like the characters and stuff. So cyberpunk was like, okay, guns don't break. You just have the guns you have. Um, they do not have that. At least it, they have some of that character stuff, but not as much. I would say, um, so a mix between those two games where it's like the shooting feels good, but also the character stuff is really good. That's when that's a game I would really, really sink my teeth into. Because I, I, that would have been my suspicion, because I, I, I do think as a shooter, cyberpunk is pretty fun. And, and that's the whole thing. The shooting in cyberpunk is really good, yeah. at least in my opinion. The shooting in the Fallout games is like not anything because <laughs> you're supposed to use the VATS, the VATS yeah. system. And I think. That's a cool idea in terms of it being a role-playing game, you know, and it's like, okay, well, what percent of chance to hit and whatever in the same way that it's like, you know, obviously takes that inspiration from like tabletop games and, yeah. and tabletop role-playing games and stuff like that, but it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> like it, it does, it just doesn't do anything. All right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this now because uh, I think this might be an interesting, at least I, I teased this earlier. So yeah. Uh, you mentioned Fez, and I connect Fez uh, with the game The Witness because of mm. watching the documentary. What was that documentary called? Shoot. With Super Meat Boy and everything? Yeah, what was that called? Dude, indie game. Know. Indie game, right? Indie game, indie whatever. But sure. um, those those things are are, are are linked to me because I think Phil Fish was the Fez guy, and he's a weirdo. 
Yes, he had like a meltdown. Yeah, yeah. Is it rude to say he's a weirdo? Should I say it a different way? No, he seemed like he was not a very nice guy. Okay, cool. And then Jonathan Blow was the guy who did Braid and then did The Witness. Mm. And oh, that's that's how that went. Okay, yeah. So um, the the Witness is <laughs> cerebral. Yes, it is to say the least. Yes, I thought I would a... love the game when I when I got it. Yes, I it is a very it. ob. It's a very obtuse puzzle game. I hated it. Yes. Are you going to ask me about my Witness? What are your thoughts on the Witness? All right, so here's what happened. It was free games with gold, baby. Uh, I downloaded it. I was stoked because I had heard about it. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was PC only. And I was like, oh, well, I can't play this. I downloaded it. It's my sophomore year of college. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm playing through it. And I got stumped like immediately. And I think a better gamer, a better puzzle solver would have risen to the challenge. But I'm not yeah. that yeah. puzzle solver slash gamer slash whatever. So I just looked up how to do the first puzzle. And I was like, okay. And I got to the second puzzle and I was like, all right, let me look this up. And I kept doing that. <laughs> and I kept going and just looking it up. And then I realized, like, this isn't a game. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not pl- – like, and, and to no fault of the of the game, to, to the way I was playing it, and, the like, I didn't have the patience to, fig- to sit down and figure it out. I thought it was going to be, like, a relaxing puzzle game or, like, an interesting puzzle game in the way that, like I, – I don't know. I don't think that Portal is, like, super obtuse, but I think it is a challenging puzzle game. Whereas this game, like, I, I didn't know – I didn't even know what to do. So – I think the the one thing about the witness that I think could have made it better for me is mm-hmm. I what it it was so slow and not fun to move around the world. Yeah. And like part of that game you you get you constantly are knocking your head against stuff until you get it right if you don't look it up. But like when it would require you to to hop around this big crazy world like that and it wasn't really fun to walk around, it, that was the thing that just kind of like stopped me from playing yes. it. Um, but are are you you're you're are you into puzzle games? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, here's the thing. The witness gave me similar vibe. Like, I got a similar vibe from Baba is You, mm-hmm. where I was like, I started and I was like, okay, cool, I got it. And then like after the tutorial, I was like, mm, maybe I need some help. So I looked up the guide for it and I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Next one, I got this. And then I was like, mm, maybe I need some help. And I did that for like 25 stages and I was like, maybe I don't like the game. Maybe I'm bad at that. Um, but yes, I would say I do like puzzle games, but they have to be good puzzle games. I'm not saying that Witness is not, but I'm saying that to either my fault or to the fault of the game, like The Witness and Baba Is You, I felt like failed to teach me how to play them. Whereas a game like, and there's a fine line for this, I've played, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of Sherlock Holmes games. And, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Those games hardly feel like puzzle games because they give you the solution. Obra Dinn does not give you the solution, but it says, it basically says, you got this, figure it out. I feel like The Witness makes you think in a way that's not natural. Not that it's a bad thing. It just makes you think so far outside the box at times and what that's you're used what it to is. video games. Because, you know, like when, when, I, when my girlfriend plays video games, there's stuff that she struggles with that as like an intuitive gamer, I just kind of like know, know what to do. Yeah. Um, but I don't think any of my intuitive video game ability helps <laughs> with a game like The Witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I did notice some Sherlock Holmes games, but there's one specific kind of, it's not really a puzzler, a game that, uh, that I want to mention that was part of, it's part of one of my favorite series, and I don't think you know this about me. Monkey Island. Yeah, I, I knew that you are a, a 
old school LucasArts fan. I love um, Monkey Island, specifically the Monkey the Curse of Monkey Island. I forget which one that is. I think it's the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you played Monkey Island two, I think two. You yeah. only finished one story. What were your thoughts about it? and Why did you stop playing it? So I this is one of the games I got with gold. Um, when I got an Xbox One and I was trying all sorts of games, that it was a game that similar to a lot of other like point and click adventures was a little obtuse in what exactly you had to do uh it was a lot of fun it's very funny it's got an interesting story and i got to yeah i got to the first end of the first like section or whatever however you want to call it and to me i had gotten all i wanted out of it and i was like all right i did it and then it was like and there's more game too and i was like oh <laughs> uh, not the investment i want to put in yeah. thank you monkey island yeah. had fun but uh, yeah, yes, Mon- that's that's how it went for me. Monkey Island is one of those games that if you look up all the answers, you could finish it in a couple hours. But like part of yeah. the the fun is like to to struggle. But the Monkey Island, I think Curse of Monkey Island, the the or whatever the third one is, it's in this beautiful like hand drawn animation style. It looks like you're playing a cartoon, mm-hmm. um, and it's the humor. They get me so much with that humor. Uh, oh, totally, one hundred percent. Yes, uh, yes, yes. From the from the first one, the first Monkey Island game, one of the puzzles you have to cure a hangover. And one of the things they always say about curing a hangover is you have to have a little bit of the hair of the dog that bit you. So what you basically have to do to cure the hangover for this character is find a dog, get it to bite you, and take some of its hair, <laughs> and then okay. get that hair and like put it in a drink. Yeah. And like that's the kind of like obtuse puzzle solving that is like kind of like how would you possibly know this? <laughs> right. Um, um. Yes. Yes. There. I'll say this, that game is hindered on an Xbox because of an on-screen cursor. Ah, uh, yes, yes. As you yes, as you might yes. imagine. Whereas I, I, like a mouse would be quick, but like the on-screen cursor is like, oh my god. Slow. It's that it's that yeah. old the little circle menu thing that everyone seems to love nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I despise. <laughs> All right. Um I I, I I remember making fun of you about Dark Souls. Um be, uh, making fun of you is the wrong word. I was being that guy online when you were saying yeah. about it, and I just called you a noob. You know, yes, just for good. fun. Yeah. Uh, what is your history with Dark Souls? Because your 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 achievement list slash playtime for them is quite interesting. So it looks like you've played about twenty hours of Dark Souls One on the Switch. Uh, it okay. looks like you've gotten almost everything you could possibly get in Dark Souls Three. Okay. Dark Souls 2, did you barely touch it? All right, so let me tell you about this. All right. <clears throat> so perhaps you also noticed I played Dark Souls 1 on my old Xbox account. Correct. Uh, you, here's, a, here's a phrase that keeps coming up today. Games with gold. <laughs> I, put, uh, I started that up when I was 13 years old, not knowing what the game was, and I got killed a lot, and I was like, uh, fuck this. <laughs> never Super never hard. to return. <clears throat> yeah, well, and especially for someone who, like, didn't know what it was, I was like, oh, cool, it kind of looks like Skyrim. Uh, no, it's not. And I was like, I, I don't like this. So, never touched it. I had a not-so-great roommate my freshman year of college. He wasn't bad. He just, like, he was always in the room. And... I never felt like I had any privacy. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I got this Xbox. I was like, I am going to, when I'm in the room, I have these uh, sound-canceling headphones. So I was going to wear these headphones when I play my games, and I'm going to be not there, you know, transported away. And I think we've t- we talked about that when we were in one of our previous episodes. So I bought, I, w- I went to GameStop, and I was like, okay, I need a game that I can sink a lot of time into and, and like, that I can be like obsess over for the last X amount of weeks until I'm done with school. That game I bought 
Dark Souls 3 because it just came out. This was 2016. I, I asked the game a guy at GameStop because this was right when I was getting back into video games because I had sort of took a break in high school um, and took a break in college for the first half of the year in college. And I was like, all right, let's get let's what good games are coming out. He's like, Dark Souls 3, you got to try it out. It's like, all right, cool. So I played it and I beat it. And that, Justin, is the only From Software game that I've ever beat. After I finished Dark Souls 3, it was summertime, picked up Dark Souls 2. And that game's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and get the Scholar of the First Sin edition? I got Scholar of the First Sin edition, which when you look up guides, you have to, have to, have to include when you were looking up a guide because there was a section where a dragon was shooting fire all the time that the guide did not mention. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? I was what? like, what it was like, what do I do about the dragon? So I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Um, or like there was a section where like someone was uh, fro like frozen in stone that was blocking a door that I couldn't get through. And they were like, oh, just go in there, grab the item. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't. I would love to. I like smash this. But um, so I think that's why I didn't spend a lot of time with it because I had a hard time understanding where to go in terms of the guide. But and I, I've said this before. I play from software games basically until I've gotten my fix. Until I'm like, okay, cool. That is all I wanted to get out of this. L like, I've gotten $60 worth out of my experience with it. So, how long does it say I played for? Uh, I don't know the time on that. I did not mark that down. But, I mean, the the thing that stood out to me is you 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 got 79% of the of the achievements on it, which is a pretty high, like, just On Dark Souls 3 that. or Dark Souls f 2? Oh, Dark Souls 2. No, no, you played that. Uh, I don't know if I wrote it down. Barely at all. Yeah, okay. I would play that. So I would come home. I worked at Old Navy that summer, and I would play that when I would come home uh, real late after closing at Old Navy. Um, and I I stopped when I when I couldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped. I stopped when I was like, "This is too hard." Okay, there's a boss I can't beat. This is too hard. Okay, there's a boss I can't beat. This is too hard. There's a boss I can't beat. And I was like, "All right, well, I'm done." Where did you stop on Dark Souls One? So Dark Souls One, Justin, I bought in uh on the switch when i was in australia so i played basically i played two video games the whole time i was down there and they were breath of the wild and dark souls one remastered now now looking at dark souls one i didn't i basically didn't touch it apparently <laughs> i didn't so the first goal of the game is to ring the two bells so i rang the first one obviously uh that one's pretty easy simple and then i didn't understand yeah. yeah and i didn't understand where the second bell was apparently it was at the bottom of the lake or it was, it was at the bottom of blight town um but it, if you've played dark souls one uh you understand why i was like did not want to hang out in blight town so <laughs> so i did not really explore blight town a whole lot i explored all sorts of other areas um but i got to the point where i was like i don't know where i'm supposed to go i've gotten my fill out of this i'm sort of done I think uh, whereas a game like The Witness is ruined by a guide, I think a game like Dark Souls is only helped by a guide. Yes. And I think at the very least, telling you what direction to go, like every little surprise, I think it can kind of be ruined for you. But mm -hmm. like to give you at least that like roadmap of where to go, I think is so helpful to enjoying those games. And even if they tell you how to do something, it doesn't help you do it. <laughs> well, exactly. I think I talked about this when, we, when I was talking about Mortal Shell. I was like, what do I do about this, this boss? And it's like, well, here's how to beat it. And it's like, I can't do it <laughs> so so yeah it is um that is my history with dark souls i like dark souls but I, i've only ever finished uh dark souls 3 speaking of your history what is your history with resident evil long and storied so elaine and i played resident evil 2 
in October we talked about that, and I think I, I talked about this. Like, I know a lot about Resident Evil for not liking those games. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know a lot about Resident Evil lore for someone who doesn't like really like a lot of the games. So I played Resident Evil Four on the Xbox One, uh, uh, 360. So this is on my Soul Nomer account for sure. Um, played through the whole thing, liked it a lot. Uh, immediately picked up Resident Evil Five because my brother had it. Uh, realized that that game is not very good at all. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't think I finished it. No, you you barely played Resident Evil Five and Resident Evil Six. Like both of them, like the amount of like effort put into there, it was like put on the game and then not. So I'm glad to know you didn't buy Resident Evil Five. Did you purchase Resident Evil Six out of your own pocket? Out of my own pocket? No, my older brother came home with it. He worked at GameStop and he got a lot of like. He can't get in trouble for this. I'm sure that his his manager was like, "This take us off." <laughs> like, like, like. I. It seems like the people who worked at that GameStop in particular were kind of like, maybe just like, eh, maybe if this disappeared, no one would know. Uh, not in like a malicious way, but just a eh, pick up Resident Evil Six way. Um, and so I played a few of those stories and was like, I don't think this is a good game, and I'm 11. <laughs> Um, I, I think I was in high school for when that game came out, but yes, I played that one. Um, I put it in. I was like, this is even worse than the last one, but, and did you play like resident evil zero, one, two or three before the like remasters or remakes of them? Nope. Nope. I, I actually, so no, no, I have not. And then resident evil seven came out and I was like, this is actually very good. Um, and now I'm really excited for a village <laughs> and I played, I played two and, and I didn't play the three make. So Resident Evil 4 was like your kind of first thing in there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a, a couple just kind of like uh, quick spitfire things here. Attack on Titan, huh? Yeah, dude. That game kicks ass. Does it, does it really? <laughs> yeah. So um, when I was in college, I lived right across, basically right across the street. I guess it was across town uh, from the, the library in town. So I would just go to the library and, and check out games. So I would check out games that I didn't want to buy, but I wanted to play. So like I, I played all of Prey because I got it from the library. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't have bought it, but I was able to play it because of that. Um, so yeah, thir- 31 hours of it, it looks like. Yeah. And 25 of that was loading screens. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I love that um, game. <laughs> we already I talked about this, but I love this game so much. I know you do. And I, I really dislike it, <laughs> but, um, Attack on Titan 2, I think it's Attack on Titan 2, the second game, right? It, it might have game. been. I don't know if it was labeled 2 or not, but I just wrote Attack on Titan, question mark. <laughs> it's a great game. It, it feels kind of like Spider-Man uh, in the way you get around, and you have to have like a... Uh, did you ever watch Attack on Titan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. I know they're finishing it up right now, I think, in the, mm-hmm. in the anime. Uh, yeah. They're doing the last ones, but I saw the first season. I absolutely love it. But uh, to to like attack Titans, you have to get to like actually kill them. You have to build up a certain amount of speed and momentum uh, to really, really hit them. And and it's a great game. It's very good. And then I think I had to return it after like my time with it expired, like from yeah. the library. They were yeah, like you played it for like five hours, it looks like. But only five. Wow. Yeah. I thought I well, well I guess who knows how accurate the these times time. are. Yeah. Um, another thing. Uh, you have never played Metal Gear Solid five. Nope. I have it. Games start, are gold, you, baby. You started it up. I, you know, I would say like a fun thing for you to do um, is to play Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, if you want a good game for someone to watch you play, yeah. Metal Gear Solid series from Metal Gear Solid One, Two specifically is a mind field of nuts. Um, three is like a really good story. Four is disappointing. Five is just a lot of fun to play. Um, those are like some yeah. wacky, wacky, wacky things. I, you, it might be in my achievement history from from the old account. Uh, 
right when I graduated from high school, I went to GameStop and I bought a used copy of like a compilation of it was like two, three and four or something like that. And I tried to start it and I just I was having a hard time with the controls and understanding how it all worked because um, it didn't really give me a great tutorial. And then I was like, I, this is sort of unknowable to me. So I dipped. Um, you played Evolve for 22 minutes. I really hope that's not a game you bought. Games with gold, baby. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I didn't even realize it was on Games with Gold. And it still doesn't have an audience. <laughs> that's the thing. I was really excited because I was like, oh, maybe my friends will get into this. And then I played it and I was like, I don't even want to get into this. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just like, it, it's a cool idea. And I think it was sort of at the beginning of that, like the asymmetrical multiplayer kind of thing. Uh, and that's what made it sort of so exciting. And it just doesn't, it's just not that interesting. Um, this I, I don't like to judge people on their video game playing thing, but man, you played like two days of Minecraft. You were that kid? Yeah, so when it came out on Xbox, everyone was talking about it. I, I bought it, or maybe my brother bought it, and yeah, I played, I played a decent amount of Minecraft. But then they started like adding a lot of the stuff that was on PC that was like unknowable to me. So it was like, I did not, I dipped at a certain point. Now, it was a game that I played like online with my friends. When I was in college... I yeah. played that game when it was in early access. I have distinct memories of sitting um, mm -hmm. in the basement of the library, uh, playing it between classes, uh, and it, it was uh, it was fun. But then when it became the Minecraft that people know now, like I just did not. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I mean. Like as yeah. soon as it became what it is now, I was kind of like, this is there's a lot to this, and I am not able to really do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how good is Rocksmith? 2014 at teaching you how to play guitar uh as someone who knew how to play guitar beforehand it's really bad <laughs> <laughs> so first of all the the port so basically um it comes with a cable that you plug it like a usb to uh the quarter inch like cable um that goes into a regular guitar and it doesn't work very well like it doesn't pick up the notes that you're playing very well uh through your pickups or anything like that so it's it's not great I, it taught me some skills some guitar skills um, that I use still, but it's not like if I were to say, Justin, time to learn how to play guitar. Here's Rocksmith 2014. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. That would be irresponsible of you. Yes. Yes. Um, we're winding down here, but uh, there's one one other thing um, to, to note. Uh, D Doritos Crash Course. You, you play that for some time. Have you not played Doritos Crash Course? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you serious? Is that a thing? Yeah, okay, so I, there's someone out there listening to this that's like, yes, I <laughs> knew it! Uh, Doritos Crash Course, it was a free like Xbox Live game um, that that was like Wipeout, but it was like sponsored by Doritos. And it, you had your uh, like little avatar guy. He, he, they, they, were the, they were the character. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I had so I spent 45 cents on the mask from Dead Space, and I had my obviously my uh, red and black checkered fingerless gloves, and it, I think I had a T-shirt that I said "Gamer" too. on it. Um, yeah, and and you play in a in a wipeout, um, like a wipeout kind of style <laughs> game. It's kind of like Fall Guys a little bit before Fall Guys was a thing. So yes, Doritos Crash Course was a game that all my friends played, and I played it too. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, a good game. that's interesting. Um, I mean, there's some other stuff I could talk about here, but I think like a big trend that I've seen in your gaming, um, other than it just kind of being like you going from, uh, you know, 
playing, I think, more games and in, in more amount of like time. Like you play more games more frequently currently. Obviously, yes, yes. Um, it seems like you 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 are kind of expanding. A lot of the games you played initially seem to have been like your your standard. Like you played a lot of shooters. It seemed like a lot of first person games. Yeah, you've just diversified your portfolio. Well, I would say I would say that it is it. It's because it went from being like I would play whatever games my brother brought home, um, and he, I would I would be really interested to see if like what his history looks like in this. But he, I like I wouldn't even associate like first person shooters super heavily with like him, but I, I would just play whatever was around, whatever I could get my hands on, and then sometimes those games disappeared before I could finish them because he was borrowing them from a friend or from the library or whatever. But, um, I still, I still do. I love first person shooters and I played a lot of really bad ones, <laughs> but every, every so often a really, really good one comes through and it really gets me hooked. And that's why I play a lot of apex. So, um, I think, yeah. I think one thing that we both had in common with our lists is how mm -hmm. things like, uh, PS plus and, uh, Xbox Live Gold really allowed us to try so many different things, and I that's think that's the whole thing. that's so important for gamers to just be able to experience a bunch of different stuff until you find what really like connects with you. Um, one of the reasons why I talk about Game Pass all the time is because there's so many of these games that I would never play or try that even if I hear they're good, um, I I wouldn't pick them up. But like you know, you had not only did you have Game Pass, you had your brother as well, like to kind of help you out with that stuff, but. Jacob Jacob Spitzek was the original Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Stays it, it entered my house for an undisclosed amount of time, and you had however long to play it until it was gone forever. Um, but I do. I have um, basically as he moved out, and my sister Elizabeth moved out as well, and we divvied up all like the the remaining games that were here, and and I basically kept every Xbox game that we had that they didn't want. And they're all in my room. I still have them in, like, you remember when you would buy, like, a DVD case holder for, like, oh, yeah. video games? So I have two of those in my room. Um, well, the first one's packed, to the t you know, the whole thing. And then the second one has, is a little bit less. Um, but, you know, I've got, like, Crackdown and, and like, Spec Ops The Line and, like, the like Bioshock Infinite when that came out and, and all that kind of stuff. Um like I've got all the physical copies and stuff in my room and it's always special to like look at them and remember like, Oh yeah, this is the totally 100% broken case for left for dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, like it looks like yeah. someone stepped on or smashed or something like that. But uh quick question for you sort of, as we wrap up it, it, about my uh, achievement, uh, like log, what games were 100% were on there? Did it tell you succinctly? I it looked like I only noticed one. And what was that? Titanfall 2. All right, so let's talk about Titanfall 2. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was what you were alluding to earlier. But real quick, so I have 100% for, like, The Walking Dead season yeah, yeah, one, I, two, three. Yeah, sorry. I didn't, I didn't necessarily count those, but... The only video game that I have 100% achievement completion in is Titanfall 2. Now, did you look at when the last achievement I got for Titanfall 2 was? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> so it was on Tuesday. <laughs> so i got titanfall 2 in it in like at the end of freshman year of college and i sat down and it's like one of the best first person shooters maybe ever i like I, I don't know if that's a controversial statement it's incredible and like the story is great the multiplayer is great and the achievement list is really good um 
I spent several hours. There's a. Have you played it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. You have. You, if you remember at the beginning, there's yes. a training course. Yes. That's the one. <laughs> no. 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 Oh. No. I, I spent hours practicing trying to get the time that it needed to get the achievement. I spent hours doing it, like watching guides, watching people. They're like, okay, we, you know, you're supposed to run down here and slide. We skip that all together if we you get the right momentum. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I felt like like a speed runner. I got that. I, this is the only game that I've ever replayed on hard to get. And on those first person shooters, it's like Not near fun. impossible. Because <laughs> I mean, like everyone knows where you are at all times and they all it's shoot grenades, you at the same time. Like are like, like heat seeking, it seems. Exactly, exactly. But I did it. And at, co- at school, you couldn't play online games. Or so I thought. So basically, you could not play games online, but you had to fill out a form to allow you to play certain games online because of the way that like internet connection worked or something like that. It was really weird. But I didn't know that when I when I ha- was playing this game. Um, so eventually, I was able to get through and play Overwatch and all sorts of stuff online through these different like ports and whatever. But I couldn't play the online of Titanfall 2. And there was one online achievement that was join a like uh, like a group I don't, I don't know exactly what it is and that has haunted me to this day and so it's like justin's about to see all my achievements i'm gonna get that last achievement in titanfall 2 so i went downstairs put it in my series x let that download finally opened it up joined the group for like ign and giant bomb and then it's like ba-ding! it's like there it is there it is. So that's the only game that I have 100% achievements on. And it's Titanfall 2. Now, now real question. Um, yep. I know, I know the, the backstory of that probably made that a very satisfying moment. Mm-hmm. But because you didn't get a platinum, no. Completely, that one. completely, completely wasted. <laughs> I was sitting there. I was, I was sitting there. And I was like, wow, I got it. And I was like, is that it? Wait, hold on. No, that can't be it. And then I was like, I was like scrolling through. It was so like sad. That like I was scrolling through the, you know the interface trying to figure out like well no there's definitely like something for the last <laughs> one right there's just nothing they just didn't say anything and you can't view all oh my gosh so yes it was, um, like I I was expecting it to be like a big like confetti cannon going off and it was just a big old fart like right in the face <laughs> like I'm sorry to hear that <laughs> no it's okay because again it's my one true Xbox achievement that I've ever, I've ever gotten, but it worked out. Um, in terms of your, your Nintendo list, uh, it's really uninteresting because they only do a couple of the ones you recently played. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing stood out about recently played games. Um, and I know you don't play switch as frequently anymore. Yeah. It, it comes and goes depending yeah. on what I've got. But you played uh, jump rope challenge for three hours. Yeah. Like straight. No, no, no. <laughs> I'd wake up in the morning and I would I would do the jump rope and I would do different exercises when I was trying to I was when I was trying to remain at the fitness level I was at at the beginning of the pandemic. I was doing jump rope challenge in my freaking living room. Uh, no, <laughs> that was not that was not three hours straight. That was three hours over the course of about a week and a half. When I was like, actually, this sucks. Got it. So, got it. I mean, that's yes. pretty. That's all I have there, but. Uh, I thought you had some good lists. Uh, it, it does make me wish that we could have a way to check achievements on um, uh, Nintendo and also yeah. older systems a little bit. I think that would be such an interesting thing because I think it does tell you a lot about your history, whether it's some stranger, some uh, co-host, or um, even yourself going through the list. It kind of reminds you of things you kind of forgot about. 
Well, that's the thing. That was the most fun part about revisiting like the original like Solnomer account because I was like, oh my gosh, I spent <laughs> so much time playing Skyrim and like all this stuff, and and it was it was. It was a nice trip down memory lane and remembering like, oh my gosh, yeah, Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 all on here. <laughs> like, I played each one less than the first, uh, less than the last. <laughs> but, um, no, this, I think this was a fun experiment. It was, it really and was. Now I get I to think, put my account back on private. Yeah, do that, do that. You don't want people perusing and snooping in the same way that I am. Because how embarrassing <laughs> my list was, right? The, the, the one kind of final note that I thought was kind of ironic, when I was looking through your, your list of uh, achievements, um, I got to Cyberpunk, and I started looking through the list of your Cyberpunk achievements, and then yeah. my Xbox bugged out, and I thought that was <laughs> ironic. Yeah, tracks. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, hey, uh, thanks so much for, for spending this hour or so with us. I feel like each each... Um, you know, each week we, we, we spend here talking is, is, is truly one of the highlights of, of my week. And, and I appreciate that, that you, the listener are here enjoying that with us. Um, if you are at all interested, you could follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod or send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Additionally, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us there or, or leave a review if, if you feel so inclined um, or even share with a friend. But that's all I got, Justin. You got anything for me? I got nothing incredible it's some jeff probes that's what he says got nothing for you got nothing got nothing for you when he uh, says so, that yeah so if you lose it if you lose a reward challenge he says your tribe got nothing for you oh, i don't see i don't see an idol anywhere hidden here no idols no. in my room uh i gotta do some digging but i don't see any over don't here you either. like when, when they when they um when they find like the idol yeah immediately like yes. the first time they get there and they just, they just find they, it. they're like they reach their hand in like a tree stump and they're like oh my gosh guys oh my gosh oh my gosh and they like open up like no way no way oh i love survivor man <laughs> that'd be survivor would make a great telltale game it would i mean yeah and like it could or or like an until dawn type of game when anyone can win based on your choices oh yeah i guess i guess actually that's more what i mean that would be really really good but <laughs> I think Maybe we came we'll up with a good idea. Week. No one listened to that part. No, no. I'll in post. I'll I'll edit it out and I'll mail it to us so that it's ours by copyright. <laughs> hey, always remember the old games are old. <laughs> Catch you next time. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>